You're listening to RTI Audio, powered by Rocky Top Insider. This is Pancakes and Bacon with VFL, Tyler Kerbison, and Reed Bacon. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Pancakes and Bacon. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Kerbison, joined with Reed Bacon. Have another great episode. We are talking Kellen Lindstrom, new defensive line recruit, going over his film, breaking down everything. We also have a big orange juice from Reed, a nice juicy story that he has heard. Uh, but before we get into any of that, if you guys are watching, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, leave a comment. We love the comments. If you're just listening, rate and review, download and re-download, and follow us on all of those listening platforms. Also, follow us on social media, uh, at Pancakes and Bacon on Twitter for our main account, uh, at Pancakes and Bacon underscore RTI on Instagram. Um, then you can follow Reed on Twitter at rbacon26. You can follow myself at Kyler Curbison on all social medias. Um, but yeah, let's jump on into this great pod. All right. Welcome in, everybody. I uh, got another good podcast for you today. Um, we are going over the new recruit, defensive lineman Kellen Lindstrom, and his tape and breaking down everything from his film. And we're also getting a big orange juice out of Reed this time. A nice juicy story. So it's going to be great. Um, before we get into any of that, Reed, how are we doing, bud? Double K, 77, you beautiful man. How are you on this Sunday? Uh, I'm amazing. Um, I guess we've uh, hit the point where Reed is officially old now. He's playing injured. I'm, I'm on the IR, baby. I, <laughs> I, I said, Kyle, you know what? Bend me over. Paused, <laughs> stick a needle in my back, and let me get this back feeling right. And I'll, and I'll do the pod injured. Now, we were going to do the first installment of our three and three, whatever we want to call it. Yeah, just a um, review of last year, like yeah. just review of the season, going over big games, picking out plays, like just enjoying the fact that we went 10 and 2. Yeah, but I want to come up with something. Maybe three and three. Maybe maybe a cool name, but it's our three favorite plays and then our three favorite play calls of all the big games. We were going to do it today. We're recording on Sunday. Um, but I uh, have had back issues on and off for four or five years now, and I re-injured my back, a little disc issue, good old Orange Theory. <laughs> Not Orange Theory's fault. I love Orange Theory. They're great. I love going there. Nobody sue them for Reed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. It was nothing, nothing of their fault. But I was just there on on Friday and uh, tweaked the back. So I was going to come home. I had the whole day planned. I was going to do that workout. I was going to go get a little smoothie bowl, come home, shower, smoothie bowl it up, maybe get a little afternoon coffee and plant right there and rewatch that pit game and bring you some good stuff because I, I really want to take time. Well, I basically came home, showered, and ended up laying on the couch. And I didn't want to try to be laying – taking notes like this you know it, Probably it wouldn't be great notes no it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been and and like i've told you before i think that pit game in my opinion will look back four five six years from now that that pit was really the, the start of the the hypel special era yeah. um i would you know, agree I, with you it, it, it pushed you it, that's what projected us in the right direction 
yeah, it, it, we, we closed the game. We closed the game. We were on the road. We didn't play our best game, but we still won. We found a way to win. You know, that stuff sounds cliche, but you have to, you have to learn that stuff. And, um, and I'll always remember, and I'll always say, I got, I got receipts. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm wrong a lot, but one of my receipts that I am most proud about is basically two or three series in of watching this man's offense in a game that matters because Bowling Green didn't, but his first year against Pitt and I'm texting you, I'm texting three or four other people. I said, bro, we got to get, we got a ball coach. I said, yeah. I said, I don't know how he'll, he'll be building a culture. I think he'll be pretty good. I don't know how he'll be recruiting, but you can be a slappy and recruit to Tennessee because it recruits itself. I said, but we're not even through the first quarter of his second game. And I love this guy because of how good he was on game day. And so um, to fast forward a year and win that game. I, I, yeah. I think it was the start of something beautiful, but anyways, um, I had a good weekend besides hurting my back. I had my, um, you know, I had my, um, birthday celebration dinner with my mom and dad, uh, Megan and her mom and Georgia's out of town or she would have been there, but went ate at harvest last night on Kingston Pike. I love that place. Now, uh, they, they had a big turnaround for me. I think I told you a couple of years ago, we went and I hated it and we weren't going to go back and people said, Hey, it's better now. Go try it. And we have, and we love it. But, uh, then I had mass today and just brunch with, with Megan. And, uh, so yeah, no, no complaints. It was a good birthday week. I, you uh, you know, I, I haven't really talked about it yet on the pod, but on Monday and Tuesday, I was down at Knoxville Catholic coaching up the boys. And I, 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 I really, really fought hard And this and the season's not here yet. So maybe if I can work something out with work or figure it out how I can be all in then I will coach down there. But, uh, they just asked me to help out with wide receivers and DBs while Chase Kirsten was out for work. And Chase is going to be great. I, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming coaching-wise he'll be just as good as he was as a player. And as a player, he was a dog. And then, I mean, he, hell, he he started as a true freshman, played all four years at Catholic, goes to Tulane, starts all four years at safety. I mean, dude's a, a, a talent, so he'll, he'll be good. But I loved it. I loved every minute of being down there. So it was, uh, it was fun. But how, how was your week and weekend? Uh, good. Um, nothing much to report. Uh, I, I, I feel like I'm very boring at times. Um, <laughs> but it's just kind of is what it is. Uh, I enjoy my weekends when I get them. I like to relax way yeah. more than I like to do anything. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, yesterday just finishing up odds and ends, hanging lights around the house, uh, doing laundry, you know, just prototypical stuff. Um, Between work and this pod and all that stuff, like when you got a free minute, I can understand just wanting to chill out on a couch and watch some shows and hang out with the wife and all that stuff. Yeah, that's all I ever want to do. I mean, if if I'm doing anything like outside of the house on the weekends, it's golf, golf. (laughs) Yeah, it's golf. If it's if it's my decision and I'm picking what I'm doing, it's golf. (laughs) Uh, if, if it's someone else's decision, it's antiquing, it's, uh, plant shopping. It is, uh, you know, uh, hiking like that. That's, uh, that's what else I would be doing. I need to give, have you guys, have you all done, gone and done the, uh, uh, narrows of the harpeth over there yet? No. Go do, I'll tell you about it offline. It's a fun little hike. It's not even that big of a hike. It's just a cool spot. It's a cool spot. Um, Kellen Lindstrom. Yeah. New recruit. Now we, we get it. There's still other recruits that we haven't broke down and talked about yet, 
We will get to them. It just well, so we got of plenty of weeks before the season starts, and these guys are staying on till January of next year. So we got time. Plenty of time. But Kelly, I just don't want people to think we're skipping over people or anything like that. It just happened that I said, "Hey, Kyler, I hurt my back. I didn't watch and take notes on Pitt. Let's just do Kelly because he's the most recent, and I'll tell Big Orange Juice and we'll get out." Yeah. And he said, "Okay, great." Now, yeah, Reed's running the podcast. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> I got this, guys. I got. Yeah. It. So, you gave me a little nugget I did. On, the, on the way home. You said that you maybe weren't as pumped. I feel differently. So, okay. let's, let's hear you. Let's go ahead from the offensive lineman, from the all-SEC lineman. Let's hear what your thoughts were on, on Kellen. Now, before you jump in, I will go ahead and read off. So, I'm looking at rivals. Yeah, go ahead and do this. Measurables and his, his offers. Yep, yep. So, Big Kellen, uh, weak side defensive end, 6'5", 240. Uh, they have him as a four-star, uh, 133rd or 133 nationally. So, he's a top 150, uh, six in his state and six at the position. Um, Tennessee, Alabama, Arkansas, Butch at Arkansas State. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to skip some of the smaller ones. I just had to get a shout-out to Butch. Uh, Auburn's on here. Uh, Iowa is on here, and he took a visit to Iowa. And I don't know what Pete – I don't care what you say about Iowa or, you know, their program. They know how to put some people in the league at defense and offensive line. Uh, then you get, as well. Yeah, then you got Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, uh, LSU, Miami, Michigan, Notre Dame. He took a visit there. Uh, took a visit to Oklahoma. Um, he's got Oregon offer, uh, Pittsburgh, Purdue, Stanford, uh, USC. Went to he Wisconsin. The letter. Went, went, went to Wisconsin twice. So it's got some. I mean, he went to the. I mean, he went to Nebraska. He went to Missouri, which makes sense because he's a Missouri guy. Um, great offer list. Uh, you know, pick of the litter, like you said. Let, let's hear. Let's hear your thoughts on the film. So. When I watched his film, nothing like I liked some of I liked the things that he did. Nothing screamed at me. Nothing was like, look how incredible that is. And I saw him as like, what like the amount of potential that this guy has is crazy. That's the part that impressed me the most. Where like. I was just kind of watching the plays and I'm like, okay, like he pushed that guy kind of out of his way and then like he made a tackle. But it wasn't like he blew that dude up. He threw that guy across the screen and he wrapped up and slammed it. It was just like, okay, 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 not bad. But I, I mean, I'll say this. He brings a pop when he wants to. He is faster than you would think he is. He's able to catch guys downfield. Um, I think he's a high motor guy. I think his body type is perfect for what I think he will be. And we'll get into that a little bit further. Um, I think he's pretty good at avoiding blocks. And I think he's amazing at reading handoffs and reading read options because it looks like he played against multiple wing T offenses, which is kind of a detriment to him because he doesn't get an experience versus anything else. There's not a college team that runs the wing tee anymore. Like, you know, besides Army, 
and Air Force and Navy. It's like he's he's probably not going to see that at the next level. So that kind of just stinks that he that's who he's going against. Um, but I I think he has good lateral quickness. I think he has a good swim move. I would just say because I started when I watched it, I thought, okay, well, nothing's really jumping out to me. Like I'm not really like seeing a whole lot. Is it like am I just not looking at this the right way? So I went and watched Jadavion Bradley's highlight tape. I'm like, okay, let me go watch another defensive end in this class that's rated higher than him and see, like, okay, what's that difference? Different class, different class. Well, yes, different class. The difference is the freak athleticism of Chadavion Bradley. Just just freak athletically. I think that's the main difference in most high school tapes. Like the five stars are freaks. They're the ones that we talked about last week. Doesn't matter where they're gonna go, they're gonna be good. You know what I mean? So most of the times the five stars are freaks. It's the four stars right underneath it. You know, maybe everything else is what's good, part of their game. And then, and this is where I'm talking about comparison, I thought, who is he most like and who could he be? And it's Tyler Barron. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And I know that's exactly what you thought. I was like, it's Tyler Barron. So what did I do? I went and watched Tyler Barron's senior highlight tape and just went through that. And I literally kind of saw the same plays out of Tyler Barron in high school that I'm seeing out of Kellen Lindstrom that I'm like, okay, like he's showing some moves. He uses a lot of his strength. He's able to avoid and get off blocks um, and then make the tackle. Uh, There's nothing that's eye popping, but he's still pretty athletic and a big dude. You know, Tyler Barron's 6'4", 260. This guy's 6'5", 250. He can put on 20 pounds when he gets to the next level and do the exact same thing that Tyler does where he's at DN, but then he goes in at three technique on pass rush and whoops these guards. I think this guy can do that. Now, I don't think he has a pass rush game yet, but that can be learned. Um, Most guys in high school don't. Uh. So that made me feel better once I watched Tyler Barron's tape. I was like, okay, now I see it. Now I see what he can be because I'm very impressed with who Tyler Barron is. I love him as a defensive lineman. I think he's freaking awesome. So I'm like, okay, well, this is what this guy's future can be, maybe even better. I think where I start this is there are multiple ways to skin a cat. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have a Byron Young on your team, and you can have a Tyler Barron on your team. There's there's multiple ways to get sacks, to force pressures, to force turnovers. Matter of fact, we were just talking about that pit game, a play that doesn't get talked about a lot, is what Tyler Barron did at the end of that first half. I think it was. An absolutely dummy's buddy on top of his noggin knocks him out of the game, but also causes the fumble. So I immediately you said you weren't that pumped. Now, another thing is too, is like you said you weren't that I guess the words that you said were nothing really popped for you. Yeah. But then all I really hear you say is all good things. So 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 it's 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 and I get it, you're looking for a, a freak, but I, I immediately thought of 
you know, some of the edge guys that we've watched recently. Mm-hmm. And I thought if they're still making sacks, if they're still making TFLs, if they're still making uh, uh, tackles down the line of scrimmage, like I said, there's multiple ways that thing look. I I really like his film. And another thing is, Kyler, in recruiting and even in the NFL draft, it's basically a 50-50 shot. You're going to recruit a guy and he's going to turn out to what you think he is or or he's not. He's he, You think he's going to be really good and he doesn't. Or you've got the guy that's like, I can see it. And then he turns out to end up, you know, getting drafted in the NFL one day and be one of the better players for your college program. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's it, you, you never really know how it works out. But I say that to say, if you are already comparing him to Tyler Barron, that is a major win for the University of Tennessee. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? If we can say, okay, we, we're going to offer this kid. He's going to come here. He's going to give us four good years. And it's equivalent to Tyler Barron. Tyler Barron like, okay, that's a win on the recruiting trail that we know that we, okay. got, a, we got a guy that's like, he's going to come be all SEC second team, all SEC. So anyways, to his film, you know, I love the offer list. I love the fact that Tennessee was able to snap, snag him from Missouri. Um, it's, it's not, it's not a short drive. He's not coming from the Carolinas. Yeah, he's not coming down. Right. He's not coming from, from, uh, you know, Southern Kentucky or Northern Alabama, you know, and I, I love the fact because Missouri wants to act like they're in our realm and they're not even close to it. Um, so I get it if I'm him and I'm in Missouri, I'm like, I'm not going here. Like I'm going to where I want to win. And so to his, to his film though, I thought it was very impressive. And when you were talking, by the way, some of the times I was looking down here, I was rewatching it. I felt like, and, and I know that they don't run a lot of triple options or anything like that, but you still read a mesh point. They run read options. All That's what the I was time. saying. That you still read a mesh point. That I thought that was some of the best things that he did because that's not easy to like read the fullback and then read the quarterback and then read the pitch mitt. Like that's difficult, and he did it very well. And he's so good at using his size and length, and I do think he's pretty athletic for for his size. Um, you know, this isn't you know, yeah, it's not a Shadavian Bradley or maybe some of these other edge rushers. You know, like Elijah Herring uh, or Caleb Herring. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Elijah rushed a little bit too. Something, it's not something like that. But then again, it's not also a Tyler Duncan or Nathan Robinson. Like it, he's, no, not just, he's not just he's not just a bigger maybe stick in the mud type deal. And I thought the I thought the Tyler Barron one was perfect. So I'm glad that you said it because that's what I was going to say. But I I love his pop. I love his motor. I do think he's physical. I think he's pretty good with his hands. I think he's darn good with his hands, actually. It's just in a different way. You're not seeing him use his hands to beat a left tackle and then get a sack. Mm-hmm. He's using his hands to beat a one tackle, then a puller, and, and working his way down this line of scrimmage. This is a guy who, and I can only say this because I watched him when he played for the Texans and then when the Titans got him. And Jadavian Clowney, which you've brought up a couple times on this pod, um, unfortunately is a bust because he's – He's uh, he just didn't put up the the production numbers and all those things. But when he came to the Titans and people were like, oh, he doesn't have a sack, he doesn't have this. I'm like, that's not his game. And I learned that pretty quickly as a Titans fan. I'm watching and I'm like, you know what? Like, Janavian's good. It's just in a different way. He's really good against the, against the run. He's good against getting pressure, just not off the edge. He's even he's on the edge, but he's not bending. You know, like. Kellen doesn't look like he's going to bend, but he's going to come right through you. And when he does get around, I think on a couple plays I saw, he has the um, the Madden glitch 
that that I talked about some of those freshman uh, linebackers. Just, yes, the yeah. freshman linebackers that we talked about last year that are now on campus. You know, Jalen, uh, Jeremiah, and Arian. Arian. It's like when they get in and they close and they decide to go, it's over. It's over. Like, and he does a really good job because of his speed, his feet, and he 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 is big, but he uses that length to his advantage of kind of like, hey, where are you going? I'm breaking down here. You're not. You don't really have a spot to go. Um, yeah, I think what I think what you said about his hands makes a lot of sense too. Where it's like he might not have the best hands of uh, blocking, like blocking other hands coming to him or like moving guys out of the way on the first thing. But what he's great at is fitting, looking, and shedding. Like he's oh. really good at shedding blocks and getting guys away from him, getting guys off of him, and like getting double teamed, but then like pushing guys out of the way so that he can make the tackle. Like that's part of using your hands as well. So uh, absolutely. It's something that we were taught at, at Catholic. Um, you saw so many people get upfield, get upfield. And sometimes the get upfield is a great play. You get upfield and you might make a tackle loss for six yards in the backfield. But then one time you get upfield, you miss a tackle and you leave an alleyway. And so our defense coordinator, when we were there was always, I want you to come up one yard or two yards upfield, get here, and then you're holding and you determine. And that's what this guy does so, so well. It's just like minus one yard, minus two yards. Maybe they gained one yard. Maybe it's right to line of scrimmage. So I thought he was great at that. Yeah. Um, and I do th- I do see enough athletic ability that he could come off an edge. Um, I mean, there's one play here that he is kind of standing up as an outside linebacker, comes off, absolutely annihilates the kid, and then works his way down the line of scrimmage. So I see that there is enough of where he could be the edge. He could be inside of the D tackle on a, on a third and 12, like I said, mm-hmm. like they do with the Tyler Barron. And I think they even did it with uh, Latrell Bumpus some. And, um, but I, I, I just, I think he's a, I think he's a good player. I was a little nervous to watch the film after you said, Hey, you know, there's nothing that really excites you. But for me personally, I'm excited um, because I can be excited about a defensive player. They don't just have to come off the edge, whip a tackle, and then make a sack, and they got their lickety split. That, that That's very impressive, but also being able to whip your guy and just constantly making tackles at the line of scrimmage, behind the line of scrimmage. And he does have some on here. He's got multiple hits on the quarterback or sacks or, or yeah. good hits. So, um, no, I, I like it. I like it a lot, and I can see why – He's a four-star, in my opinion. Like I said, I think there's enough athleticism there. Um, I think, yeah, runs well, physical, good hands, versatile. Um, I love that. I love that play right there where the guy tries to chop him, you know. And he just—it's. It can be tough if you're not used to it or practice it, taking on a chip block. And I'm saying that coming from where I used to get shifted as a safety or as an outside linebacker, and then you know it when you play defensive tackle. It's very, very frustrating. But he does a great job using the fact that he is 6'4 and 6'5", and his damn hands are touching down at his knees. So when a guy chops him, he takes him. He takes the guy where he wants to go to the ground, and then he's moving on down the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I like it. Um, I like it a lot, honestly. Um, and I, I will be excited to see – uh, his senior year tape. I'll be excited to see, you know, what they do with him when he when he gets on on campus. Um, because I don't I don't see this. I don't see this one as like, oh, I can see potential and 
it's maybe slightly a project and maybe it's going to take him a couple of years to get on the field. I'll, I'll see that. I, I really don't. I, I think that he's got enough juice that, that he could come on play and maybe play kind of early. You think so? Yeah. I'm saying like a red, like maybe one red shirt year and then he's, he's on the field or maybe even some, maybe as a, as a true freshman and then as a sophomore, um, just based on what I see. Cause I, yeah, I, just, I mean, I, I think he's versatile. And what the coaches could do with him. I I definitely think that's – yeah. I think that's exactly what I was kind of saying is like – because Tyler Barron's versatile. You know, Tyler, yeah. Tyler Barron is the one who plays inside and out. He's not just a defensive end. He's not just a three technique. He does both. Um, so, I a think this – Yeah, a defensive end or outline, outside linebacker can kind of be like a, a receiver at time where they're a one-trick pony. Now, once, once again, we just saw Jalen Hyatt – some would argue he's a one-trick pony with his speed. And, you know, you can draft in the third round doing that. Or you can be an elite uh, guy coming off the edge who's just really good at bending and getting around the corner and can put up massive sack numbers, and you're going to get paid and really well. But, you know, because you're just so good athletically, you don't have to be a technician. Um, yeah, exactly. So, so I'm trying to give like a good example of that, so people would understand. Um, I, I am too, just someone that's just a beast off the edge. I mean, maybe it was your boy, which you locked him up, but we always talk about Leonard Floyd, who was in in college because he was lighter and he was just edge, 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 and he got taken in the first round. Now I think yeah. he had to become more of a technician and strength, but it's also worked well because he was with Aaron Donald, which we talked about last pod. Yeah, exactly. Which is like he didn't have a bunch of numbers when he was at the bears and then he got another defensive lineman. He did really well. It's like, yeah, I, I, he was, he was very much light in the pants. So if he didn't use his speed, like if you got your hands on him, it was over. So well, I, I remember us talking at that game and you always say that's one of the best games you've ever played. Like you were just locked in in the zone, but he, he would try to run his mouth to you and you were just like, you lock him up and it was over. The play play was done. If you got your hands inside, you would let him know that. Cause I remember us talking about that. And so, yeah. you know, I, I, I just think um, unless you're, you know, really athletic and elite, I think it's good to be versatile and um, I'm, I'm happy. I, I love his offer list. Uh, I like his plays, you know, to finish, to wrap it up. It's one of those you see outside linebacker defense in, and we think that we're going to sit down and watch sack, sack yeah i think sack. maybe that's what like put me in that mindset i'm like yeah. all right defensive end like let's see it yeah and then i'm yeah. like the first eight plays he's going against wing t and he's just he's just rolling down the line of scrimmage and then like making a tackle for a yard gain right and that's where i was like okay well not like nothing's showing nothing's popping nothing's like out there look at me look at me it was just like hey i'm doing my job you know, the first play is a little bit like that where he kind of beats and comes. And it's not necessarily a sack, but he gets a good hit on the quarterback. I think he shows, you know, good get off, good speed. He uses – he just looks like he rips underneath. But he gets it. Yeah, it is a fumble, actually. They recovered it. So, yeah, you get that one, and then it's just good tackle, good tackle, good physical pop, good block shed. And so it's like maybe a little bit a little bit boring. You know, it's almost like watching – it's like watching a, a linebacker highlight and you're, we're wanting to see someone get absolutely decleated uh, in the A-gap or blow up a pulling guard or take someone's head off on a slant. But it's like, you know, maybe that's not the case, but he's making tackle in the backfield, tackle the line, you know. So uh, yeah. sometimes doing your job in routine can be very good. Yes, that is that is true. So 
Excited for Kellen. Yeah, I'm also very excited to see his senior tape. I always love if guys can commit early and then we get to watch like junior and senior. That's always nice, like see the growth. Um, but super excited to see what Rodney Gardner can do to him because I'm sure that was a selling point for Kellen to come here. I'm sure. Uh, if I'm Kellen, I bet your ass it would be. I mean, I'd be slightly nervous because – because it is, it is the godfather of defensive line. I wonder. I wonder if they let these recruits know what they're about to get into. If they go to one practice, then they know, right? Because Rodney's not different. Any practice does not matter if people are there or not. He's screaming his head off, and afterwards they're doing up downs. Every practice we've been to, we've been to practice with recruits there. We've been to practice with families there with no one there and that's happening every single time with Rodney Carter. I think, I think Rodney's one of those two, like I said, he's the godfather of D line. So you want to go learn from him, but you also don't want to disappoint him and let him down. Yeah. Um, and he will, I mean, it seems like he, he loves up on these guys once they kind of earn his respects. Like, Hey, you put the work in and earn it. Like I'm a, I'm a love up on my guys. Uh, and it seems like he does that. Just maybe not at the end of practice. <laughs> yeah, definitely not at the end of practice. Uh, all right. You got a big orange juice for me. Big orange juice. Um, yeah, so it's a little different. Um, that my, you know, you're the ex player, but I've I've got a couple. I got, I got locker room stories, but you living in Knoxville, working the jobs that you've worked, knowing the people that you've known, have gotten to hear some rumors about things. So, you know what, Kyle? I'm glad you I'm glad you said that because I I will not I will not say uh, a rumor. That, that I've heard, I will only speak if I was there personally. And, yeah. and today's juicy story, I was not there personally. So the only reason I'm not hesitant to talk about it is because who I'm hearing it from is legitimately one of the best guys I know. He is uh, has a heart of gold. He is never met a stranger. He's just a very, very friendly guy. And he told me this a long time ago. All like, right, get off your knees, Bacon. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I care for my friend. Sorry, I'm, I try to be a good person, and uh, I just couldn't. I couldn't miss the opportunity. <laughs> get off your knees, ref! You're blowing the game. No, so, but I want people to know that because, so I don't want them to think that we're not bringing. I don't want oh, them yeah. juicy stories or just rumors. That that's not the case. So, like some of mine, you know, I'll retell the C.J. Watson story, which is a great story, which happened to me. And then the other ones was when I people may not know, but I worked in the recruiting office at Tennessee for, for some time when I was done at Memphis. And then, uh, but anyways, so this is a buddy that I grew up with uh, who went to CAK. And this was, I think we might've still been end of high school, maybe first of college. And uh, it's about Tobias Harris, about a basketball player. And uh, so one day uh, my buddy was telling me the story. He's like, dude, you'll never guess. And this, it's about a, um, donor who worked with pilot. Now it is not one of the Haslam's. Um, if it was, then I probably just wouldn't bring their names up, but it was a higher up with pilot that, uh, got in trouble when all that stuff took place. I mean, heck I would say his name cause he's already in trouble for all that stuff. <laughs> oh, true, true, true. Yeah. You know his name. So you think I'd comfortable to say his name? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's Hazelwood. Um, and so my buddy went to school with his son and they were great to my buddy. Like he loved going over there and, and things like that. And they were really good friends and he got along really well with the son. 
Um, now I'm feeling bad. Maybe I shouldn't have said it because I don't want it to get. Oh, oh well. Oh well. Anyway. Hey, he's got bigger fish to fry than this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he's got other stuff to worry about. Yeah, he brought it on to himself, which is a little bit kind of what it is. But anyways, long story short, uh, my buddy was telling me that they were having a uh, get-together. And um, usually when Tennessee football was playing, uh, Hazelwood would have the basketball team over to his house. I think he was good buddies with Bruce Pearl at the time and, and all that. You know, he's a booster, man. It is what it is. You know, making That's millions. And things. That's, why on, That's why on this show, every time we talk about recruiting, we say everybody's paying somebody. Yeah, this this is this is well before NIL and all that stuff. So that's why it's a funny story is that we've always known people are getting paid. But anyways, so during football games, and I think this specific one, uh, my friend was over there. They're throwing a big party for a Tennessee Florida football game that might have been. I think it was away, and so I don't know if Bruce was there at this time. But anyway, so Hazelwood was bragging and talking and all that stuff and. Uh, they were talking about Tobias Harris, and he decided to say, yeah, Tobias Harris is my guy. I bought Tobias Harris. Uh, I'm the reason that he is here in Tennessee. And I I just think it's a funny story because of it kind of shows the light of what some of these idiots, what they think they are and who they think they are and why they think they're so important, and especially a guy like this who got in trouble for just being a POS um, for a the stuff that he did to other companies while at Pilot, but then also kind of I think he was one of the ones that was in the racial remarks. So it just kind of shows like and, and good for Tobias Harris to get in 100k if that's really how, what the money was. Um, obviously he could have just been bragging and making it sound worse, but happy for Tobias to get that money. He doesn't need it now. He's made probably 100 million total in his in a NBA career. But it just shows, and I and and when my buddy was telling me this, I'm just sitting there picturing they're all at the house, they're all having a party, and he's sitting there with a drink, like, yeah, Tobias is mine. I bought him. He's he's my player. He's only here because I paid him. And it's just like you're a loser. Like, we 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 appreciate what you do for the university, but like you bragging and talking about paying and buying a 17 year old, like you're a loser. You know, Dude, literally, I mean, as a 50 year old man. And like I paid a 17-year-old a hundred thousand dollars. Look how cool I am. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, dude? I know, I know. And that's why that's why all these boosters, like sometimes they just get too big of heads that they, 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 they don't understand like football or basketball or whatever they're buying. And it makes it like if your boosters are controlling things like maybe over at Auburn that they've had such a struggle, like finding the right coach and their boosters are picking and choosing who they want. And like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't have to go to Auburn. That was happening here with, with, with uh, Dooley and Butch and Greg Schiano. I mean, <laughs> yeah, everyone knows that was happening here. And it's, and I'm, I'm happy that uh, it sounds like Danny White's allowed to do his job. Yeah, exactly. So it's like once those guys get too big of a head and they're like, oh, well, I can make that decision. Well, it's like, well, no, you've never coached football. Well, no, you've never played football. Like, you don't know shit about this. You might be a good businessman um, where it turns out actually some of them are just doing shady shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I always love when it talks about those making those hires and stuff like that. And you, 
you hear the boosters that are always talking about, well, they talked to Peyton Manning and he, he endorses him. It's like, what is Peyton? Peyton's such like, I don't know Peyton personally, but you know, I know you've been around him some and some people I know that know him. It's like, he seems like a really good guy. I don't see Peyton really bad talking to any, anybody. No. He, you know what I mean? So, and, it, and, and Peyton wants Tennessee to be really good. And he understands like the political side of it where he's like, I'm going to go meet the guy. And the guy's going to be great to Peyton because it's fucking Peyton. Right. And then Peyton's going to go, he was a great guy. Like, yeah. I don't, it, like, there's no way that he's going to come away from it being like, that guy is awful. Or when you talk, when you hear about like when he was an offensive coordinator, uh, or uh, excuse me, he was still playing at the Colts and the Broncos. And then like his OC is a guy. Well, like, obviously, Peyton, pro- if the guy was there long enough to be Peyton's OC for multiple years, that means they got along, which means Peyton liked him, which means he's going to have good things to say about him. Yeah. That's like if Knoxville Catholic calls me and is like, well, Reed, tell me about Kyler Kirby saying we're thinking about hiring him. I'm going to be like, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know. I so, know him really well. <laughs> anyways, yeah, not a long, ju- not a long juicy story, but I will always remember that. And like I said, the only reason I tell it is because I really trust my friend. He's, like I said, one of the most outstanding younger people I know, uh, especially at the time when he told me that. And he even felt bad about telling me, but like he, he knew like that I was such a big fan and I would think that was funny. But yeah, just sitting there bragging. You know, when people out in the air, like they just brag about this stuff, like out in the air, like as if people aren't going to hear it and talk about it. But, you know, he's at it's it's at his house. And, you know, I don't think the other UT players were around to hear it, but he's sitting there bragging about buying Tobias Air. So, yeah, it's also like, what about the other basketball players? (laughs) Yeah, I I got five grand. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Where's my 100K? Yeah, maybe next, maybe next, uh, maybe next week I'll tell the big orange juice about how you get paid. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Hey, brother. All right, brother. Great pod. Fun one. See you. All right, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. If you are watching, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. Also, leave us a comment. Uh, We love uh, interacting on those comments. If you're just listening, rate and review, download and re-download, and follow us on all those uh, listening platforms. Also, follow us on social media, uh, our main account on Twitter, at Pancakes and Bacon, on Instagram, at Pancakes and Bacon underscore RTI. Uh, You can also follow Reed on Twitter, rbacon26, um, and myself, at Kyler Curbison, on all social medias. Uh, So just really appreciate you guys. You're the best. You're what keeps this thing going. And uh, as always, go Vols.